Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-host, the pet expert himself, Mr. Rick Pruce. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Lee Cohen. Good morning. And Rick, we've got in the studio also with us your beautiful daughter, Kerbay Pruce, joining us for today's show. Welcome, Kerbay. Thank you, and happy early Valentine's Day. Thank you, and to you as well. And Kerbay, we're going to start with the show. We've got a guest on the line waiting for us. Uh, she is one of the people who entered the Valentine's Day contest being put on by Bruce Pets that required people to send in a picture of their pets and make it a good one. And she did great. So why don't you take us off and introduce our first guest? Hi, Alexandria. Thank you for being with us today. Um, I absolutely loved your photo you submitted, and uh, it's been a delight talking to you a little bit about your tanks. Can you tell everybody just how many aquariums you have? Yeah. Uh, hi. It's great to be here. Uh, I actually have about six and a half tanks right now. Um, I say half because we actually set one up uh, in my husband's office building. So we got a little home away from home tank as well. You you made me chuckle because you said you're new to the hobby, and I found that hard to believe with how many aquariums <laughs> you have. So can you tell us a little bit about what got you into the hobby? Uh, so growing up, you know, we had tanks off and on in my house. Uh, so I had some experience as a kid, and I've always liked fish. Um, and I've always loved animals in general. And growing up, I figured I was going to do the vet thing and kind of fell more in love with the education side of stuff. And so I have a pretty strong background in animal husbandry. I got zoology degree from MSU. Um, so I didn't really have fun as a college student for quite a while. And, you know, whenever you do anything with animals, it's so important to make sure that you can do it right. Uh, and so I'm really thankful that even though I knew I just kind of had the funds to indulge in all six of my tanks. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Hey, this is Rick. Uh, so appreciate you coming on. And uh, maybe just uh, share with the listener that might be sitting there in the chair with the dog next to them what you like about having a fish aquarium. Ah, uh, that's. They have really strong personalities. You know, I also am sitting here in a chair as a listener with a dog. Um, but, you know, I love getting to know all the different personalities. Some people think fish are really two-dimensional. You know, they sit in a tank. But a lot of the species that we keep, we have African leaf fish. We have beta tanks. We have rope fish. Oh, excuse me. We well, have you, a have a, you have a black ghost knife fish. I do. You got to tell we people have a about black that ghost guy. Knife? Imagine really nobody. Imagine you're speaking to somebody that's never seen a black ghost knife fish. How would you describe it? Oh goodness, um, it's kind of like a noodle wearing <laughs> a skirt, and he has really big ears. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I couldn't have done a better job. That is creativity. I, I had to, in in uh, college a friend of mine that had a black ghost knife fish, and he he taught it. He topped the tank and then fed it, 
And when he did that, he would lead the fish around with his fingers and not let him eat it until he completed the circle. And it wouldn't take him long before he just had to tap the tank. The, the black ghost knife fish would do a circle, like vertically, and then he would feed it. So maybe you oh might want to try try um, training your black ghost knife fish. I will have to work on that. That, that, that. You'll have to report back to me. Stop on in. So uh, tell us more about, uh, is there a favorite fish you have? Ooh, um, it's probably, excuse me, it's probably going to be either our Black Ghost Knife, Darth Vader, um, Chewbacca, the Sassy Mermaid, that's what we call our Pleco. He likes, like, laying halfway on the bottom of the tank, so he looks like a beautiful, majestic mermaid. (laughs) Um, Or our African leaf fish. I think that one surprised us the most with how much personality he had. Um, he's really personable. He found super cute places to hide in the tank and, uh, watching him move around is just really fascinating. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, actually his shape is somewhat heart shaped in a way, you know, he has yeah. a really kind of special shape to him. Uh, reasonably good sized fish, uh, probably what, three or four inches long. Yeah. He's pushing about four and a half. Right. And then explain to somebody what you mean by personality, a, a more specific. Yeah, so when we walk into the room, uh, he's one of the first fish that will come out of wherever he's hiding at, and he'll come right up to the glass, and he wants to look at you, and he'll do a little turn, kind of go back and forth in front of the tank and follow you around as, of course, you're checking on the other fish. And he's really, really fun to feed as well. He puts on a very good show. He, um, For those that are listening, um, think of a brown fish that turns has the appearance of a leaf and yet it's kind of heart-shaped and it has really big eyeballs so uh really cool fish um yeah and your placostomus looked like a sailfin placostomus am i right yes he is a sailfin yeah and that's a gorgeous fish it's very very marbled and a large fish how big is your placostomus now um we got him when he was an inch and now we have grown him up uh, not quite close yet to full size for sure, but he's pushing about eight inches. And he's the one uh, named Chewbacca. And I can't think of a better name for a placostomus <laughs> than Chewbacca. Um, for the listeners who are tuning in, if you're not familiar with fish, uh, those guys are commonly referred to as the sucker fish of the tank. Um, so Chewbacca is just an amazing name. Well, Alexandria, we're so grateful that you could join us today. It's very apparent that you love your aquariums, and I'm delighted that you got into it. So thank you. Ah, well, thank you to Proust. It's always so fun to go in and talk about the hobby with the salespeople on the floor, and we learn so much. So we're thankful to have such a great resource as uh, pet owners as well. Well, I'm sure we'll see you soon with all those tanks. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Well, thank you, Alexandria, and uh, we appreciate your being here. Uh, Rick Kerbay, we need to take our first break. Uh, We'll do that, and we'll be back right here on 1320. W-I-L-S. Whoever said the dogs won't chase parked cars never met Rick Proust and Lee Cohen. They're back on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, 1320 W-I-L-S. 
We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and we have with us a first-time guest on the line. She, too, has entered the contest for Valentine's Day with a picture that is funny beyond belief. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Uh, Kerbay, why don't you take us and uh, describe the picture? Hi, Brittany. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me once again. (laughs) So your picture got a lot of attention. Our customers loved it, and it brought so much laughter. It was an easy pick. I can't think of a better photo for Valentine's Day. You took and made, you got to tell us how you made it, but you have two, it looks like cardboard kissing booths, and then you've got your (laughs) guinea pigs. Is it Sophie and Emmy? Yes. You've got Sophie and Emmy, and the the kissing booth was great. I think is it five cents for the kissing booth? Is that what you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then it's well, also nice, nice and affordable. <laughs> <laughs> it's also five cents to get nibbled. I guess a nibble booth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <You're>, so, <laughs> Brittany, so you've got to tell us. <laughs> you one, you have very cute guinea pigs, and they thank always you, steal my you. heart. And the poses are perfect. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about nibbles, and why do we have a a nibble booth as well as a kissing booth? <laughs> no problem. So Sophie, my my little brown girl, she loves to give me kisses all the time. So naturally, she got the kissy booth. And Emmy, my other girl, I have nicknamed her Nibble Monster because when I first got her, we got her from someone who never held her and all that good stuff. So she was a little nibbly and would always give me lots of nibbles. <laughs> so naturally, I had to go with Nibble Booth. Nice. And how did you construct these little booths and, and why? <laughs> So I saw like a couple pictures on Instagram like a year ago and I was like, oh man, that'd be really cute if I did like a kissing booth. And we actually get like food boxes delivered and one of the ones that come, come in these little cardboard boxes and it's like a half box. So it kind of worked out perfectly. All I did was just cut the hole in it and decorate it. Nice. So you absolutely made the day um, for some Girl Scouts. It was funny. The day the day that um, I... potato. <laughs> You watched it. Yeah, the day I that I the day I chose yours um, was the day the Girl Scouts had their cookie booth at Pruce. And so I, I showed them your photos and the little girl that was running the booth just lit up and said, I have a guinea pig and his name's Potato. Oh. So you I think you've inspired a trend um, with the Girl Scouts as well. So cute. I'm so glad. I love seeing kids with guinea pigs. <laughs> now, They're is, my favorite. Is there anybody, because they're your favorite, you you know, you must know quite a bit about them. For our viewers who have maybe never been able to experience life with a guinea pig, um, can you tell us a bit more about it? Oh, man, they, they are something. I have I have such a soft spot for the Abbeys, the Guineans, I believe that's how right, that's pronounced. Right. So the ones with the little crazy little bedhead fur, they're, they always have a special place in my heart. But all their personalities are different. Some are cuddly, some are not. Some are nibble monsters. Uh, it's just always kind of a mystery of what you're going to get, and that's definitely one of my favorite things about them. So I've got to tell my favorite fact about guinea pigs, but it might cause you to lose some money at your kissing booth, so I'm sorry. <laughs> they, that's okay. I, I, I always tell this to kids, and they think it's hilarious, um, but guinea pigs, they have to eat what's called their midnight snack, and they uh, <laughs> produce a different type of waste at night than they do during the day, and it's only if yes. they eat their midnight yes. snack that they can properly digest. <laughs> Just their food. So your midnight oh, I'm, snack I'm booth well might aware not. Of the snackies. <laughs> oh my gosh. So don't have the kissing booth at night is the main thing. No. no. <laughs> 
The forbidden snack. The forbidden <laughs> snack. A, a little, a little mouthwash, please. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, well, I am so grateful that you uh, joined in in our contest. And uh, is there anything else you'd like viewers to know about guinea pigs, or just your love of your pets? Um, I also just kind of wanted to give a shout out to the cozy cabby. I know, I believe they have reached out to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are one of the local rescues in Lansing, and <clears throat> Lisa is very, very wonderful. Yeah. Um, been, if you're uh, looking for a guinea pig, they are great to reach out to. They are very knowledgeable, and I love working with them. That's awesome. I don't work for them. Right. right. I just wanted to give a special shout out. Right. Very good. Anytime you have that uh, uh, reach out in the public that are willing to take on social responsibilities and, you know, Save a guinea pig is just as important as saving a cat or a dog, especially to you Absolutely. and me. Absolutely. So that's great. Uh, and yes, we are par- partnering with them. So uh, <laughs> glad that you mentioned Plenty that. of piggies in need. Yeah, plenty of piggies in need. Brittany, if you had to tell someone why they would love guinea pigs, what would it be? Um, Definitely the cuddles. It's always a mystery. Are you going to get kissy cuddles? Are you going to get just absolutely snuggled up and just death napping on you? Or are you just going to get them wanting to cuddle up in your shoulder? It's always my favorite thing. You never know what you're going to get with them. I, I always f- fall in love with the fact that they are a rather innocent creature. I mean, they have such short <laughs> little legs. They can't scurry very fast. They really, you have to have a bonded relationship with them and they have to trust you as well. Uh, they so, do. Yes. My uh, girl Emmy actually jumps into my arms. But we've we formed quite a bond. My other girl, not. I mean, she loves me, but she doesn't jump into my arms willingly. <laughs> well, we want to thank you so much for sharing the story, but more importantly, for sharing that picture because well, it you. really is. I'm glad everyone loved it so much. <laughs> I. It always corrects me up whenever I see them. <laughs> well, anytime you're doing something that comes from uh, peanuts and uh, everyone will remember the little Lucy booth where the doctor was in, but it was 10 cents. So we appreciate yep. you're also <laughs> trying to beat inflation and <laughs> only offering it for a nickel. So we're Absolutely. very grateful. Uh, we've been talking this morning with Brittany and uh, please continue to take good care of your animals absolutely i love them to death (laughs) (laughs) well we appreciate it have a great day thanks so much you as well okay for our next guest rick we have with us on the line lydia and she has sent in a picture kerbay i know why you got this one i've got to think the picture was great but how do you beat a gecko whose name is French toast because I personally <laughs> love French toast and I think that's a great name. So, Kerbay, why don't you take us through? Better yet, I've got to ask Lydia, which, by the way, Lydia, thank you for joining us so much. Um, why French toast for a name for a gecko? So, I obviously, I'm a pre-vet major, so I've worked in multiple veterinary jobs and I feel like every name I could think of was something I'd already seen or like as a patient. So French toast was something, you know, random, and I really liked it. And I have yet to meet another French toast, so he is original. (laughs) And your picture is, for those who haven't seen it, it's a beautiful leopard gecko, but his tongue is sticking out as he's by the food dish, which kind of conjures up a little bit of appetite just in itself. Yes, he has never gone a day without asking for food. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, it's kind of funny, actually. Um, when I selected your photo, I actually had another person who happens to be an employee um, who brought her ferret in for a visit, and his name happens to be French Toast. So it was just a breakfast food kind of day, I guess. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about, for the guest maybe who has never had a reptile before, um, tell us about your experience with your leopard gecko. If I recall, you said he's been quite a good support while you're at college, right? Yeah. So um, I'm a pre-vet major, so I'm applying to vet school this year. Um, And having him as a pet, um, along with my fish too, it's just something that really helps my mental health. Um, It's just like something every day I can come home from classes or, you know, the stress of applying and stuff and be with him. It also opens up a lot of opportunity for you know, continued research and education on my end, because with reptiles, like the husbandry is always changing. And I feel like I've had access to so much more information and like care that'll help me one day as a veterinarian. Well, and you said that when you messaged me back, you said that you feel every pre-vet student should have some type of pet because it gives you such an important perspective. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so when I got toast, I didn't know much about reptiles. I'd done some preliminary research, um, but I really just learned so much about their needs. Like, I know, I think the minimum recommendation for them is a 20-gallon tank. I have them in a 40-gallon. I've been doing a lot of research about, you know, bioactive and things like that and just stuff that, as a pre-vet, I'm learning, you know, okay, there's a lot of different avenues to do this. Like, how can I be the most informative when I'm a veterinarian? Um, And then there's the aspect of just, you know, we all want to go to vet school because we love animals. And I feel like having that animal as a mental health break and, like, support at home is so important. Um, Like, my favorite thing to do at night after class is just to come home, turn on the TV, and just get him out and, like, interact with him. He's just so funny and he relieves so much stress. I love that. It makes me think to um, our vet that we use for Bruce's Cedar Creek Vet Clinic and um, Dr. Derek and Dr. Beasley. They have pets not only in the clinic, but lots of pets at home. And I can oftentimes have conversations with Dr. Derek about how much he's learned simply through his own pet ownership. So it's very important. Yeah, I agree. And Um, I personally, I'm very involved in research. I think that as a veterinarian, I would love to do research. Um, You know, with him and with some of my fish, there's just so much still to learn about a lot of the diseases or ailments that they can have. So having them like on a personal level and like connecting with exotic vets when I take them in for like annual exams and things like that, it's really opened my eyes to like how much I can contribute to like the exotic pet industry one day. Um, So that's another thing. It's definitely really motivated me towards continuing my schooling. And that's so important. I, I, you know, our health is so important to everything we do at Bruce. And, you know, I get to see these vets that come into our store every other week and we're always learning new things and they're always learning and telling us about conferences. There's so much to learn in the world of exotic pets. You're right. And and the one thing I want to mention is that what I've seen over the many, many years is anytime the hobby itself uh, has the nourishment of ideas and information like it does, whether it's the aquarium hobby, the reef tank keeping hobby, uh, the reptile hobby, there's an amazing amount of like talent that comes there for kind of like a mutual benefit and people that of different industries and intelligence and and background and such start learning different things and sharing things so that when you go into veterinary practice or veterinary science or into the career, you'll find that you're bringing something to the table that maybe many people around you 
may not even know, which is what I really love about it. Yeah, when building on that, like one thing I, I had heard from a veterinarian at a talk one time is, you know, one time, like the first time you hear a vet or any kind of professional claim that they like know everything or know it all, that's kind of when you run. And I feel like that's especially true with these exotic pets. Like we are constantly learning new things about their husbandry and enrichment and things like that. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, it's not a perfect science and we do need to still work on what is the best avenue for caring and treating for these animals. So I think there's like huge opportunity for any vets that want to treat multiple species. Well, I have to say, if you're putting humility at the front of what you do, you'll be great in anything you do. And the world of pets appreciates you. Um, I can't thank you enough for being on our show. Um, We absolutely loved your photo. The whole reptile room said great job. And uh, we can't wait to hopefully meet you in person. Yes, of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is great. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure. And the only rule we've got for you is if you get a companion, no naming it syrup or butter. So even though both get along great with French toast. Waffles. I think waffles will be my next. There I like waffles. There you go. We've been speaking with Lydia and we want to thank you. And Rick and Kerbay, we need to take another break, but when we come back, we'll continue the conversation of the great pictures for Valentine's Day of people with their pets right here on 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show, your number one source for information on taking care of your pets. Here are your hosts, Rick Proust and Lee Cohen. It's 9.35, and we're back here on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And Rick and Kerbay, we continue our conversation with the folks who have entered and won a gift card for Valentine's Day of them with their pet. We have with us on the line Tracy, and she sent in a picture of her and her Arabian horse. Beautiful breed. Uh, welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you for having me this morning. Oh, it's our pleasure. Uh, Kerbe, why don't you take Tracy and explain uh, what her picture was all about? Yeah, so Tracy um, submitted a photo of her with her horse. Tracy, can you tell us your horse's name? Sure. His um, stage name or barn name is Jin, J-I-N-N, but his um, Arabian name is Jindala, which means an Arabic soldier of God. Jindala. That's gorgeous. All right. Well, I I have never personally had any experience with horses. Um, I do own a 150-pound Great Dane, so I feel like I have a miniature horse. Um, But you you can tell it's so apparent in your photo and your photos, because I was looking at your Facebook page, that you absolutely love your horse. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with horses and how you got into it? Sure. Um, My relationship with horses um, is just they're my whole world, and I've been riding or on a horse since I was maybe maybe five or six, and I actually learned to ride on a donkey. So really? that was yeah. So that was an experience all on its own when I was little, and then just over the years, you know, you move into the city and you just do everything that you can to be around horses. And when I was more like a teenager, I would come out to the fair and I would help um, 4-H kids with their horses if they needed their stall cleaned if they needed their horses brushed, whatever, I was there to do it. And 
the kids at the fair thought I was a little weird. <laughs> no, so... I'm sure you you got plenty of volunteers. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, sure, go ahead. I imagine yeah. even picking up the excrement, if necessary, wasn't wasn't beyond you. Right. So um, I actually didn't get my first horse until I was 26. So when I when people and especially children go, oh, I'll never own a horse, and I always tell them, never ever give up on that dream because it does come true eventually. <laughs> and I get pretty emotional about it just because it was just such a dream come true to me. Um, so I had my first horse, and we rode and we showed every weekend with my friends, and it was just a grand time. And he unfortunately passed away of old age because, as, as you know, that's what animals do. Um, and so I picked up um, another horse, and then a few years later, I realized he was a little lonely. So I went out to an organization in Hull, and it's called Horses Haven. And their motto is rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome horses. So I was there one day and just saw this, you know, gray Arabian out in the paddock. And I said, he's it. <laughs> and he came, he came home, and he was actually a Christmas present for my son on Christmas morning. Well, what, do you have any idea the, um, the history uh, for, for him and, and how he managed to be at a rescue? Sure. Um, the only history that I was told is he um, actually came from the New Jersey area and out east and down south, they have auctions like everywhere else does. But those auctions tend to auction off a lot of large animals for meat. Um, in the United States, we don't eat horse meat or not that I'm aware of, um, but they do in Canada and in Mexico. So he was actually him and um, it was either two or three of his uh, little gang friends were on a truck to be transported for meat. Wow. So, yep. So he was actually um, taken off by another organization out east. They also have a um, affiliation down in Kentucky. And they got in touch with Horses Haven and him and his little um, buddies all came to Michigan. And I had, they had him maybe for a couple weeks after his quarantine. Then I brought him home. Wow. It kind of reminds me. I So I grew up in Williamston and then now I live in Lansing. And when I will drive from Williamston to Lansing, there's been a few times that I've passed um, trucks, beef trucks that have cattle, cow in them. And um, every time it happens, I just start sobbing and I cry the whole way home. And then when I get home, my Harlequin Dane, who's black and white, and I call my mini cow, I just cuddle him when I get home. And yeah. um, I I can't imagine eating horse, um, but, you know, everybody's different. Um, but it's got to be quite the experience having that big of a transformation going from, you know, that was what could have happened, and now you've kind of saved him, and he, you have such a, an amazing relationship with him. He is um, a very smart horse. He's um, very quirky, and he is sassy, and he is nothing like I've ever worked with. Um, just for example, just um, uh, yesterday, I did my night chores, came inside, and then the next morning, normally they're staring at the back of the house wanting their food but they weren't there. So I kind of forgot about them. And I went out a few hours later and I forgot to latch one of the two latches on the gate. So oh no. they were both actually in the barn eating the hay, which <laughs> why would you stare at the back of the house if you were already eating? But that just goes, yeah. So that just goes to show that he 
if I don't have both locks on, he'll unlock the gate and he'll just help himself. <laughs> well, we're so grateful that you were able to come on the show and uh, thank you so much for submitting your photo. Um, if you have any more videos or photos to send over through Messenger, please do. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and we appreciate your rescuing them because the Arabian horses, they're beautiful. So thank you so much, Tracy. We appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. And, Rick, we're going to continue on in this segment. We've got with us on the line Sam, who has sent in a picture of she and her golden retriever. Welcome to the show, Sam. Hi, hello. It's our pleasure to have you. Kerbay, why don't you take us through and explain what Sam's picture was all about? Hi, Sam. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> all right. So your photo absolutely captured my heart. It is your golden retriever. What is your golden retriever's name? Her name is Remy. Remy? Yeah. All right. So in this photo, Remy has what looks like some pollen on her nose. <laughs> Can you tell us yes. a little bit about this photo? Yeah. So we grew, grew an amaryllis this year. Um, he had us out of the winter blues and it kept growing and growing and growing. So I was using Remy as a scale. <laughs> so he would stand next to it and you know smell it and it caught pollen on her nose. And it was a very good model. <laughs> Well, it's a heartwarming photo, and uh, it also goes along with a heartwarming story. I was reading through all of the submissions, and this one I just knew we had to highlight um, because I want you to spread the word to our listeners about the Morris Animal Foundation. So why don't you tell us a bit about that and Remy's part in that? Yeah, so they were doing a study on um, golden retrievers, and they're a breed that has a little bit more prevalence of cancer. Um, you know, all dogs as they age have a lot of cancer um, issues, but golden retrievers are one that sticks out, and um, they are doing an observational study, so they're tracking the dogs throughout their whole lifetime. And each year, each participant, um, they call them heroes. Um, they fill out... Well, I fell out for my hero. <laughs> um, a questionnaire about um, you know, what what they eat, what environment they're in. It's really detailed, and all this data is put into a database. And um, they take samples. Um, she's a very willing participant and a very good good girl. And um, they're just making this huge database to see if they can connect some dots to get some answers, and hopefully it'll help with cancer issues and. Um, and the one, number one cancer and the number one cause of death of dogs in the study already is meningosarcoma, um, which isn't very detectable until it's too late. So that's something that hopefully we'll get some answers with, and the study will help help change. So we're really, really happy to be a part of that. I was thinking about, I didn't know that golden retrievers had a higher likelihood of cancer than other breeds, but I got to thinking about it after I read what you posted, and when I was growing up, I would um, dog sit for some golden retrievers, and I would make up their meals and let them out, and um, I got pretty close to these guys, and then it dawned on me that they also um, ended up getting cancer. So I think you've, you know, you've got some important messages to put out there if you know our viewers wanted to participate how would they get their dog part of this yeah um i think 
They're done enrolling dogs right now, but there are other ways to help with the study. Um, they can go um, to Morris Animal Foundation, and they have a link on their site um, to see how you can help. And there's also, you know, you can sign up for their newsletter and see, get updates on what all they're doing and what they're finding with the data. And I, I believe the database is, we want it to be open source, so anyone can use the data to to study you know, with what they would like. Um, so veterinarians can also help um, with the study, too, with our, the study dogs. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're, you know, and they're always taking donations, and um, they're just a really good organization. Well, let's talk a little bit about your golden retriever. Would you tell us a little bit more yeah. uh, about the uh, great dog that you have? Yeah, so she is my boyfriend and I. It's our first child <laughs> together. So <laughs> she um, she has been an awesome first dog to have, um, and she's just got her quirks. And she steals my hairbrush and my socks and carries them everywhere, and never really destroys anything. She's just a perfect, perfect little troublemaker. But um, she's been great. We have a two-year-old toddler and then we added another golden retriever puppy and she is just perfect with them all um and you know my toddler can you know she's trying to teach him with the most passive dog how to be nice to a dog and she just is like doesn't care what he does and really let him know what (laughs) what you're supposed to do with a dog (laughs) so they're really funny together and she just you know asks for his attention it's it's great so she's been been the best best companion (laughs) do you do anything for valentine's day with your pets um they definitely get (laughs) they have bandanas and they get special treats we got the milk bones that are the special colors (laughs) oh and that was kind of a lot of pictures that was my hope too for the valentine's challenge is that more pets would be spoiled for valentine's day because <laughs> they deserve yeah, it too so yeah. well i'm yeah. so grateful that you submitted your photo and you got the information out it was morris animal foundation correct correct all right well thank you for spreading the message and also for spreading mm-hmm. the joy of that photo and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys in the store soon yes thank you so much And please, no Valentine's-shaped pizzas for the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. We appreciate your being on the show. And Rick and Kerbet, we need to take our last break. We'll be back right here on 1320 WILS. It's the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show with Rick Pruse and Lee Cohen. On 1320 WILS. We're back here with the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And Rick, that was a really entertaining uh, exposition of people that we've heard, not only just the variety of the different animals they've got, but I'd say if there was one common ingredient in all of the people who entered this, Boy, people fall in love with their animals, don't they? <laughs> and and it's such a significant part of their lives. And, uh, Kerbet, thanks for taking the extra effort to uh, make this all happen. Uh, why don't you share with the listeners um, how this came about as far as uh, submitting pictures, how many people have participated, and how these people that are listening in could maybe maybe see what, 
what you get to see. Yeah, I actually joked this morning on my own Facebook page that I want my new career to just be having people submit their animal photos and I can give them gift cards. <laughs> it's so much fun. And I think, you know, I'm constantly posting content from inside Proust Pets out to our viewers. But to actually get a glimpse into their lives with their pets is a lot of joy for me. Uh, you know, you get to see the relationships that people have sparked with their pets long after they've left Proust and that's really important to see. Uh, I started this, let's see, on February 1st, and it goes until the 14th. And all you have to do is hop on to the Proust Pets Facebook page and scroll through the last seven, eight, ten days now, and you can see all of the photos that were submitted. We have, I believe, over 1,000 of them now. Oh, my gosh. A lot. And it's so adorable. I mean, I... If I had the extra two hours to spend, I would just spend two hours looking through those. Probably you've spent two hours looking <laughs> well, through them. Well, last night, that's kind of what we did last night because I was messaging you and mom some of the photos and asking you to pick the top winner, and we couldn't settle on one, so yeah. I chose two. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. One, one of them was a Great Dane that was just adorable, <laughs> yeah. just adorable. The ears were flopping all over and... What a what a great opportunity! So and and I do want to for for those that are listening that actually participated, I do want to thank them as well. I mean, it, it's really cool that uh, people think that much about their pets, and also uh, that we could even garner that much attention that a thousand people would actually spend time putting pictures in front of us. So. Well, and not just pictures. We actually had some videos submitted. Uh, one, which actually was one of our winners, is a Jack Russell who jumped up on a chair and stole a five-pound like barbell off the countertop <laughs> and ran yes. away with it. And I guess he bone. just really <laughs> likes the shape or the texture, but it's impressive to watch. I don't know how he picked that up. So there's some funny videos to watch, too. He, he decided that was his Valentine's Day gift. I guess, <laughs> It yes. was pink. It, it was, was pink. pink. It was a pink bone yeah. that happened to uh, weigh if, five pounds. Look like, if you think about it, a bar, <laughs> barbell does look like one of those fake bones. I think he was in for a surprise when it rolled off the table, No though. kidding. No kidding. Heavy. There was also um, a viewer submitted a video of their cat, and it said um, he loves to watch America's Funniest Home Videos, and it was a um, reel of several pet funny videos, and he was just staring at it and having a great time. So just a really fun, lighthearted contest we've been running, and I encourage everybody to partake in some way. Yeah, we still have a couple more days left, so, you know, uh, get out the camera or get out your phone. That's the beautiful thing. We don't have to get cameras out anymore. We already have them. <laughs> right. And take a picture of your cute one. Well, and and the truth is, I don't know if I've mentioned it to you guys, but I saw a news report that said that right now Americans are spending more money on Valentine's Day than ever before, and especially their animals being included in the way that they go about celebrating Valentine's Day, that that's such an important part of their life that they're going to include the animals in it. And I thought that was great because it's true. I mean, for a lot of people, they are so close to their animals because they spend so much time with them, and it's an everyday thing. 
I might have relatives, but if they live across the country and I don't see them as often, boy, I can understand why I would want to get my pet something on an everyday basis because he gives me joy on an everyday basis. And that's part of what you're tapping into, I believe, Gerbeck. And I think, you know, we should show love for our pets every day, all year long, right? It's just a wonderful way to celebrate them in a fun way. And uh, I want to give credit to Miranda, who has been expanding our gift section at Pruce. Uh, She got in some really fun Valentine's gifts for pets. So, you know, if you want to support your local pet shop and get some fun gifts for your dog, your cat, your guinea pig, (laughs) um, definitely stop in. All right, Kerbay. So you've got... um Valentine's Day coming up in a couple of days, and you got a couple of uh, my um, grand puppies, I guess. <laughs> my, <laughs> well, Bruce and, and Odin, uh, yeah. are they going to get anything special? Well, um, Bruce has already helped himself to his Valentine's treats. <laughs> he uh, scaled the counters yesterday, opened the cupboards, and found some things that he liked. Um, of course they will. They'll get some gourmet treats that we sell at Bruce. Well, it's just a really great day for people to show affection to those people around them and to spend time with them. But it's really great to do this, too. And I love the fact that you guys did this because the truth is it didn't matter what kind of animal people had because you're giving a gift card. Everyone could come in, and if you've got that reptile, you can get something for the reptile. If you've got a fish, you can get something for the fish. So I just think that that's great that you can come in, use a Pruse gift card, and get all the different items that you guys sell at Pruse. And again, there's still two days left for any of you who have not entered yet to please send something in and get it involved because the one thing I can say about uh, Facebook is a lot of these pictures live on forever. So it'll be a great memory for you five years from now, ten years from now when it all of a sudden shows up on your page and you remember that fond moment that you had (laughs) with your pet back in 2022. If only we could make crickets into the shape of a heart. Maybe someone should get creative and figure out how they can disperse them into the shape of a heart. I would love to see that picture. Um, I do know, just before we wrap up here, that uh, we are going to have a fun little event with our pet store tortoises, Fred and Ginger. Uh, They're going to have a nice Valentine's meal of berries. So you'll have to stop in on Valentine's Day and say hi to them. (laughs) Well, it's a great idea and a great way to Celebrate. So, Kerbay, thank you so much for doing what you did and for joining us today. Uh, it was great fun. So, yes. thank you. Thank you to all of our participants. Absolutely. And on behalf of our producer, Bruce, and my co host in the studio, Rick Pruce, this is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great weekend and a great Valentine's Day. And we'll talk again next weekend on the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Meantime, all of you, please, please. Please check out these pictures. Go to our Facebook page. Go to the Proust Facebook page. You'll see these great pictures. And have a great week, everybody. We'll talk next weekend here on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS.